Hello there. How's it going? All right so far, by yourself. Uh, you know, going all right. You got uh, nothing going on, so. Not yeah. quite good. Yeah, I haven't done this whole podcast thing in a little while, so. Uh, not, not that I don't know what to do, of course. Uh, talking is the majority of it, and I still remember how to do that, so I think I'm good for that part at least. Good, well, I think you got it down then. I would like to think so. Uh, if if not, just let me know so I can uh, remember how to talk. Yeah, we'll figure it out together. I hope it's so. An adventure. Indeed, it is. All right, so you haven't been on the podcast for a little while. Well, I haven't been on the podcast for a little while too, but um, you more so than me. Uh, do you want to do a slight introduction for yourself to be like this is who I am? Uh, sure, yeah. So I'm Zach. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I haven't posted to in years. Uh, it's called Chimera Reviews, but I also uh, occasionally stream on Twitch. Uh, I do a charity stream every year, uh, and I would like to stream more. But uh, when you're not doing it for a living, it gets a little hard to find the time. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, most of what I got going on. I'm pretty into games and stuff. Got a yeah, me too. Wow, what a coincidence! Who would have thought? Uh, I don't know. I got a all right collection of like uh, how many games do I have now? It's terrifying. Um, uh, three. Uh, that it's something around there. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to prices right so I make sure I don't go too far over. You know, when you're the only one guessing, when you're the only one making an estimate, that's probably a smart choice. But uh, oh, it looks yeah. like the actual number is uh, 1,156 physical games. Oh, um, you, you just counted right now? Or do you have a list of that? Uh, yeah, I keep a uh, catalog. There's this um, app you can get on your phone called GameEye. And um, you just, like, put in your games as you get them. And, uh, yeah, it just uh, tells you how many you have. It lists out, like, um, how much uh, each game is worth uh, in, like, whichever condition you put it in. Like, um, you can do, like, disc only or cartridge only, uh, inbox or complete inbox, stuff like that. And it just gives you, like, um, the average value of... Uh, the game uh, as it is right now. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, okay. It's... I, I don't use that feature much, but, like, it shows up on every game, so it's kind of hard to miss. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of I'm curious. Like, I haven't really heard of this before now. Uh, how does it deal with games like compilation games like would you qualify that as one or like however many are within the game itself uh that would be counted as one uh just like uh for example there is uh this one collection on um switch that's uh i believe monkey ball banana blitz and and sonic uh, mania i think uh sonic forces um, oh, okay. Much better game. Yeah, way better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, that just counts as one game because it's one cartridge and it's in one box. Um, but if you were to, like, uh, get, let's say, uh, a collection of, like, multiple uh, discs or multiple games or something like that, uh, it would depend on how you decide to catalog it. Um like, uh, if you're going that direction, uh, on PS4, there's, like, the Quantic Dream collection that comes with, uh, Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and, uh, Detroit Become Human. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, those come in two separate boxes. One is the, uh, the collection of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, and the other one is Detroit Become Human. Um, and... It's your choice if you want to, like, count those as separate things uh, or 
because they're in a box together, uh, you can just like set it as one uh, thing. I normally with those, if they're like in one collection, I'll set them as one, um, just so like I don't know it. It feels more right to do it that way, um, just so I know like which versions of the game that I have. Okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, I feel like for me, it's like a case by case thing on what I consider it. Like, uh, like when I usually complete something, I will. I have this like I have these Taylor Swift calendars I've been buying for a couple years, oh, yeah. and and what happened the fact that it has taylor swift on it is not related to this specific part of like the topic it was just it, what kind of calendar i have um but but what i do is i'll write down like that i finished whatever it is like if i finished watching a movie or a game or book or something to that something like that uh it, i kind of do it a little differently if for game like compilations i think if it's like a large enough game I'll consider it like separate, like Detroit Become Human, for example. I know that's like a longer game. Right. I would count that separately from the other ones. I wouldn't just say the Quantic Dreams collection when I get it all done. Right. Uh, whereas for like the Sonic Origins collections, they come with a few Sega Genesis and a Sega CD game. I would consider like that all like once I finish all of them rather than individually because they're just much shorter. But it it's kind of it's not very consistent like if i do like a mega man zero game i'll do it separately or even though they're like about as long as like mega man x like a collection game on there right. even though those they're not i don't know it's not consistent by any means it just kind of whatever feels right at that point yeah and that makes sense i mean like if you're i i feel like it's kind of different if you're um counting them in terms of uh, which ones you finished uh, rather than like which ones you own uh, because like if for example like you said uh, the, the Sonic Gems collection or something like that um, you know there's a ton of games on there um, and let's say you just finished like I don't know you, you managed to beat Sonic R uh, oh, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, I, If I were to, like, make a list of games that I beat, which I do, I, I make a list of all the games I beat every year just because I like looking back to know, okay, that's when I finished this game. Um, I would just, like, put Sonic R down rather than finish all of the games and then say, uh finished sonic gems collection uh right you know it, it's it's a little different um but like in terms of collecting and cataloging i would just put sonic gems collection down because it's one product rather than like uh nine or however many games are in there yeah uh but yeah that's uh my general thoughts on it yeah i i don't really do the cataloging like you do so like i i don't have any idea of the games i have um especially after i figured out how to do like emulation on various systems it's like even more uh it, it, like enough so that i just don't even bother counting that so i don't have like a basis of that so that's why i'm not really like set on any specific opinion on uh, how the cataloging works i mean like i can see how either really makes sense um it's just like a like i said a case-by-case -case thing for me on how i organize that yeah for sure and like uh in terms of like emulation uh that's like a different thing entirely like uh i mean i've been playing a lot of emulated games recently i got you know i'm playing on the steam deck and it's just non-stop emulated games you can get so many emulators on that thing it's insane um and you know there's i feel like there's something different about the steam deck um because if i'm putting emulators on uh my pc and uh trying to play games through that 
for whatever reason, I can't bring myself to, like, actually completely play through a game that way. But, on the Steam Deck, because it's, like, built for gaming and there's, like, uh, built-in UI that you can get, well, I guess not built-in, you, you just, uh, you have to kind of mod some things, use some external software to, like, um, import your ROMs into the Steam UI. Uh, For sure. It That makes it feel more legit in a way. It makes it, like, feel more convenient. Like, um, I've been playing through several emulated games. Like, uh, just recently I finished uh, the first Persona 2 game, uh, the PSP version, which, um, man, not, not an easy game to play. Uh, and, uh, then, like, uh, the first Soul Hackers on, uh, the, the 3DS version, um, all emulated, um, and then, like, the Twin Snakes, the, uh, Metal Gear Solid remake. Yeah, on the GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. Uh, which... In my opinion, maybe not better than the original, but I think close to being as good, at least. I think it's pretty great, personally. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that specific game myself. I've played, like, most of the games in the series, just not that exact one, so I can't really speak for how it is. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't think it highly because they don't like how it looks, but they haven't played it themselves. Like, that's complete speculation. I have no, like, proof behind that. But I guess it just looks a lot different than how the PlayStation... Well, I mean, of course, a PlayStation game is probably going to look different than a GameCube game. Right. Um, it's like one of the Resident Evil 2 or 3 ports, then it's not really different at all. Right. But like compared to the original one, it just doesn't look the way that people think about it, I guess. So yeah. like, if any of the listeners don't know what like the Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes or like the Persona games or the Steam Deck are, this is not going to make very much sense. I'll admit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't really think about that when yeah. going into this. But um well, I mean, but, yeah. last time I was on, I just went on a long rant about uh, retro games for a while. So Yeah, well, I do that too, but, like, I, I try to sprinkle in, like, whatever books I'm reading too, um, w which the, it would last quite a while if we just did that this episode, so I don't think I'd go, like, too much into that. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm fine with listening to whatever stuff is going on. Like, the majority of the stuff I was planning on talking about was related to some sort of gaming thing anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it all works itself out, probably. Yeah. yeah. yeah probably, at least. Yeah, hopefully. if the listeners decide, no, nah, no, nah, I can't deal with this anymore, we're, we're done with the podcast, then <laughs> I guess that'll be it. Well, that's the way it goes. That's... That's the life of a podcast. For sure. Roll credits. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, we're not done yet. We're <laughs> only 13 and a half minutes in. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, well, one of the things that I was planning on talking about was, like, the Steam Deck. Mm. Um, because, like, I... I ordered, well, okay, uh, for the listeners who don't know, the Steam Deck is the portable, like, gaming system made by Valve, the most popular, like, uh, computer game seller, like, ever. And they have this handheld of theirs that plays various Steam games, and then a whole bunch of other emulated games, probably not what they were intending exactly, but that's just kind of what happens whenever any computer is, like, messed with at all. So... I, I've set in my reservation because you can't just like directly buy it. You have to like set in a reservation and then like many months later, Valve will be sending an email like, hey, it's finally available now. You should buy it. Yeah. And I ordered mine or like my reservation around April 17th of this year. And I got a notice like a while back saying that it would be like probably in quarter three, which for them is... Uh, July, August, and September. Now, obviously, July and August have already happened, so I don't have to wait through that anymore. But uh, September has only just started a few days ago, so I'm not 100% sure when I'm going to get it. 
but uh, I've been I've been waiting patiently for it. I've been considering what games in my library I've been uh, waiting for, like to play on there. Not that I can't play it on my laptop that I'm looking at like right now, um, but uh, just like a different way of playing it than I have before. Um, I have I have most of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, and I plan on playing some of those. I have like the Devil May Cry games. Um, I was kind of curious on like your like recommendations of just like games like on Steam that you don't have to like mod or anything like that in order to like what games you'd prefer to play on there. Well, uh, there are quite a few. Uh, like you mentioned, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Um, I played through a few of those on the Steam Deck and a couple of them before I got the deck, and those all work perfectly. Um, like, I can't think of... Well, okay, the, there was a, a slight bit of modding just because I didn't like the font on the text. Oh, okay. But uh, that's uh, that's a pretty minor thing. Um, but then there's like... Um, some pretty great ones even like final fantasy 7 remake uh runs pretty well on the steam deck um and let's see i've got my list of games that i've played here uh so uh i would say chrono trigger because it's the best game ever made um <laughs> but it has some slight problems with uh the steam deck where like because it is a Linux PC. Um, it's it needs a compatibility layer to run any games that weren't made uh, with Linux in mind. So, like uh, Valve uh, designed this uh, this thing called Proton. It's basically like a compatibility layer for Linux that lets you run uh, games made for Windows. It's not perfect though. Uh, most of the time, it handles things pretty damn well. Uh, it's, uh, it does a good job with most games. But there are certain things that it can't handle super well, like um, Windows Media Encoders. Uh, so, like, if a game has cutscenes that are made specifically with Windows Media Encoders, then it won't play the cutscenes and it might crash the game now the PC version of Chrono Trigger has the anime cutscenes from the PS1 version and they are using Windows Media uh, encoding so it does not play them and uh, I learned the hard way that uh, when you finish the game and it plays the last cutscene, it just crashes the game. So, Ooh, I, fun. Yeah. I beat the final boss and uh, got most of the ending, but once it got to the cutscene, it crashed. Uh, and so, I did not uh, get the uh, extra endings because I didn't want to go back and beat the final boss again. Uh, but I consider it beaten because I did beat it. Uh, Maybe that was just Lavos just messing with you. Be like, no, no, this future is not changing. I'll, I'm making sure you can watch this. <laughs> Could be. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, Aperture Desk Job for sure. It's basically just a tech demo for the Steam Deck. Um, but like, it's just expanding on Portal lore even more. Because, uh, you know, every time Valve releases some new product, they're like, okay, we got to make some uh portal spin-off game to tech demo it like they did for vr um and generally that goes pretty well um i've also played through uh alan wake's american nightmare on the steam deck which ran very well and played well um i played some of uh metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain on uh steam deck and that ran pretty well um sonic adventure 2 worked on the deck um and just recently the one i finished uh just yesterday actually was soul hackers 2 
um, which ran very well uh, for uh, most of the game, but there was like some weird stuff with um, like in a couple of dungeons there are like these um, teleportation vortexes that you can use and for whatever reason on the Steam Deck they just don't show up uh, you can still interact with them you can still use them but you can't see them uh, you can see the marker that shows where they are though and that's basically how you just gotta use them just you see the marker you use it like that um, and that's not something you run into a lot with uh, the deck most of the time the things are going to run fine uh, okay. it's, it's a PC it's just a PC and a handheld form factor and it works well um, that is good to know indeed yeah so yeah I definitely recommend uh, using the Steam Deck and uh, messing around with uh, messing around with it any way you can because it is just a PC. If you can do it on a PC, you can do it on the Steam Deck. Um, you, and you're not limited to Steam for games either. Uh, there are like... Uh, there's like outside apps you can load uh, through the desktop mode on it. Um, like this uh, one thing called uh, Heroic, which lets you download games uh, that you own from the Epic Game Store or GOG and uh, you can just import those right in as uh, non-Steam games and just access them through uh, the Steam library UI and just it treats them like any other Steam game you would have. It's pretty nice. Uh, you, you can get a pretty massive collection on that thing. Uh, which version did you get? Uh, like, what what capacity? Oh, I got the lower one, like the 64 gigabyte one. I, I've already ordered this, like, I think one terabyte micro SD card, just because I know the 64 gigabytes is not going to be a lot. Yeah, it's for... not. But um, I got the 64 gig one, too. Um, and the moment I got it, I opened it up and replaced the SSD in there. Um because it's just like um, a normal uh, small M.2 SSD that comes in like um, like Surface laptops or um, Surface tablets. Just the same form factor, same size. Uh, so you can like order that part online and just open it up and replace it and get way more storage. So I ordered a 64 gig one, but now it has a 512 gig SSD in there, plus a one terabyte micro SD card. I see. Yeah. I, I just know that I'm not really all that experienced with doing anything like that. So I don't like trust myself not to just mess up something like in the middle of it. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant on doing that. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not something that, uh, everybody's gonna want to do in fact uh months ago like uh shortly before the steam deck was officially released valve put out a video saying hey you can do all this stuff you can open up the deck and replace your parts uh but we don't want you to do that because uh if you're not experienced enough uh, you could damage it so like yeah i i definitely get that yeah, I think that's probably just for the best. I mean, like, I don't think I'm probably going to have, like, so many games on there that I'm going to need, uh, like, a huge amount of space for it. Like, a lot of the ones I'm interested in, like I said, the Final Fantasy ones are only, like, maybe a couple gigabytes, if right. even that. So it, it's not going to be, like, a huge amount of space that I'll need. So, yeah, I just figure I get the smaller one. Um, I, I did that after I got my like tax return money all the way back earlier this this uh, year, and 
I don't remember like the exact amount off the top of my head. I know that it was the only one of the three options that I wouldn't just spend literally all of it on. Because I think like the next one up is like 530, something like that dollars i'm i'm on steam right now so i'm just kind of taking a look right uh yeah like 530 dollars before tax and then the highest one is like 650 before tax so yeah, yeah it's still it's still a decent bit of money but not not quite as high yeah i i definitely get that like that that's basically the reason i went for the 64 gig version because uh like i didn't want to pay more than 400 dollars, and right. uh like especially when uh I could just get that new SSD uh, for like uh, around 80 bucks rather than uh, spend an extra 250 to just get the 512 gig version right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I had it up and running within an hour of getting it. So like... Not bad. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, to me at least, that was the right way to go. But... Um, yeah, I- yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Just not something I'm really into as much, but I'm I'm sure it'll still be fine without it. I'm I'm not worried so oh, much. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you'll be fine uh, with like a terabyte uh, SD card. I think you're gonna have no problems. Um, one thing I will mention though is uh, since you're going the SD card route, if you do ever choose to open up your Steam Deck for whatever reason, which I'm sure you probably won't have to deal with. Um, just make sure you remove the SD card first, because turns out a lot of people have opened it up with the SD card still in there, and it just snaps the SD in half. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. So, a lot of people have uh, lost out on their uh, terabyte SD cards uh, that they spent a decent amount of money on. Um, so that that's a bit of a design flaw. But at the same time, uh, probably make sure there aren't any uh, spots. That might be a problem if you're opening it up. Yeah, that's, I think that's why the new th- Nintendo 3DS had the right idea of having you have to unscrew it and then have it in the middle back of it, so that way you couldn't break the micro SD card slot. It's genius. There you go. I mean, it was more inconvenient, but you know what? It worked. Yeah, I forgot about that until like just this moment. And the, <laughs> there's people who, I'm assuming most of the listeners here don't know like what I'm talking about at all with the new 3DS like SD card slot. You had to like unscrew the back of it in order to actually access that part. So if you didn't have like a mini screwdriver on hand, it was like inconvenient and it had like a low amount of like space for it. So that's just like for the listeners that aren't aware of that joke I made, which I don't think a lot of people know the jokes I make, like all the little references I put in. So it's nothing new to me exactly, but I just figured I'd throw them a bone and have them kind of know what I'm talking about this time. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Let's see. Um, were there any other like recommendations about the Steam Deck you had for me? Oh well, let's see. Um, are you into fighting games at all? Um, not a whole lot. I do have a few of them on Steam, but not ones I've played in a long time. Gotcha. Well, what kind of games uh, would you want to play on Steam? Uh, well, well, mostly stuff like RPGs, like the Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger ones. I do have some like first-person shooters, but they're like the Bioshock games. Um, there's a few like more retro-based games, like uh, like Axiom Verge is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like a compilation of other games, like the Mega Man Legacy Collections, the Zero ZX ones. Yeah, and like all of those definitely should work. Um, yeah, they're not like super intense. Well, I guess the Bioshocks are a little bit more than the other yeah. one, of course. But uh, yeah, the but other one, work. most of the ones I have are just like recreated or emulated ports of games that were released like 20, 30 years ago. So probably not going to be too taxing. Yeah. And uh, if you go onto the store pages for most of uh, 
these games, like you'll find Steam Deck compatibility. Uh, like I'm looking at the page for Bioshock Remastered right now, and it's listed as um, playable uh, rather than verified. But uh, when you look at the details on it, it says this game displays compatibility warnings when running on Steam Deck, but runs fine. So it the game may tell you uh, this won't run right, but then it'll actually play just fine, which does happen sometimes. Um, you get a little bit of pushback from a game, but then you can play it no problem. Uh, but uh, that's just because you know you're running. Uh, Windows game on a Linux PC, and uh, there's just some quirks sometimes. Um, in terms of like RPGs or like action adventure games or something like that, um, personally, I always recommend the Yakuza games. Uh, those are absolutely fantastic games that I love, and uh, as far as I know, all run pretty well on the Steam Deck. Um, yeah. I actually, I do have a, like a little bit of interest in the series. I, I haven't played any of them myself. I just know that they're available on the on the PlayStation Plus Premium thing for the PlayStation Five that I have. So if I wanted to, I could actually play like the first few games in the series. Um, the The main reason why I haven't is just because I've been like distracted with other games and stuff at the moment. Right. Uh, one of the main like time stinks I've been doing is actually finishing up reading the books in the A Song of Ice and Fire series. Have you read any of those? I haven't actually. Uh, okay. And that's uh, the Game of Thrones uh, books, right? That is correct. Okay. Yeah, I there's the five. Show. Yeah, there's the five that have come out. I have read the first four, and I am over halfway done with the most recent one, uh, A Dance with Dragons. But I still have like 400, something like that, pages left. So it'll take me uh, quite a few. I think it'll probably take me like a little bit more than six hours left to read. Yeah. But I, I just like that's been one of the main things. I've been distracted with a few other things. Um, I did want to talk about like the PlayStation Plus Premium thing, but there was something I wanted to mention before. Okay. Um, so, have you ever played? Uh, th this is related to like the Game of Thrones thing, but it's going to take a little bit to explain why. Uh, have you ever played Tetris Effect Connected? Yes. Okay. Have you? Um, uh, what system did you try it on? Um, I have played it on PS4, PC, and Switch. Okay, so I guess like I'm thinking of like the PlayStation 4 version, even though it's not, I'm playing on a PlayStation 5. Uh, have you tried to get the Platinum Trophy at all? Uh, no, I don't really aim for Platinums because like it's too much work most of the time. Okay, well that that's that's definitely fair enough. I try to if it's a game that I really enjoy, or if it's something that I think will be easy enough, uh, depending on what the trophies are. Uh, the Tetris Effect ones has one of the most difficult, like, across all PlayStation games ever, as far as I've heard. Uh, it's it's called Seriously, question mark, Seriously, then a period after that. Uh, it requires you to get every SS rank, which is the highest rank you can get, on the journey. Like, one difficulty mode of the three journey modes, and then all of the effect modes. Uh, the journey mode is pretty easy. You just have to, as long as you do it on the beginner section, you can just, like, get them all amongst there, and it's not really all that difficult. Um, especially if you use the zone mechanic in the game. And the effect modes are like, half of them are just like, you'll probably get them. Like, if you try for like 15, 20 minutes, you'll probably get most of them. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's three that are mainly difficult. There's the mystery mode, which just does a whole bunch of bad stuff to your game. Like, it will make it so the pieces that you've put down, you just can't drop them quickly or you can't rotate the, uh, maybe not that one i don't know um you can't like hold a piece like in your reserve section and it'll just move everything around so whatever plan you had you just can't do it anymore um but some of them are actually good like it'll just get rid of all the pieces and then it'll give you like forty-two thousand points worth of like 
for doing nothing right. but that's a pretty rare one i've only like seen that happen to me like two or three times so it's not very common um so with that you have to get well that one you can just like get eventually with like if you just get lucky enough uh there's two of them that's uh the ultra and sprint ones uh these took me maybe like 20 30 hours just to get these two and it the goal of those is for the sprint one you have to get 40 lines in under a minute 10 seconds so that's like one full line cleared an average of like under like a minute or no no i'm sorry not a minute like under two seconds uh per line uh on average and it's uh it's very difficult because you have to just focus and do like a perfect minute and 10 seconds which to the people who haven't played this game doesn't sound all that hard but like i said it took me like in between 20 and 30 hours just to do that and the ultra one which is you have to get 35,000 points which doesn't sound all that bad but even if you get like four lines all in one like by doing a line piece you only get like 1,200 so you essentially have to all clear you have to completely clear the board at least once and then also do another perfect run but for three minutes instead of uh, a minute 10 seconds and uh, it actually helps you get a different trophy, which is the Certified Grand Master, which is just basically getting level 100, which as long as you just complete boards and you like don't just like get at the worst rank possible, you'll get a certain amount of experience. It's not that hard, it just takes a while. Right. And even if you fail your attempts at, the, at any of the ones like Ultra and Sprint, you still get experience for it. Um, I got about 60 level. Okay, I started around the level 30s. I ended at level about 94 with all my failed attempts with all those. And that's not even counting all the attempts I just had to quit because I knew it wasn't going to go any further and I wasn't going to do it. So I just had to press the retry option. If you press retry or quit at all and it doesn't finish, then you don't get any experience at all. So the fact that I was nearly done with that trophy as well is just is just a lot. And the even worse part is that I act, I got those trophies. I only need two left. Uh, one of them is just getting the platinum trophy for getting all of them. So obviously I'm going to get that. But the last trophy I need is called Spin Artist, and you have to rotate the pieces a million times, which. Which is not difficult by any means. You just have to press a button and it rotates it. Like that, that's not the hard. It's not a hard trophy. It's the fact that after playing for, um, I've played it for about a total of eighty-one hours, like maybe a little bit more than that now, and I've gotten a little bit more than four hundred thousand rotations. Jeez. Um, you can kind of tell that it's going to like, like. In all fairness, like some of that is just like me on the menus or me doing something else. So it's not like I did a hundred like eighty-one hours of just like straight focusing. It's uh it's less than that, of course. And the method I've been doing now is now that I have all the experience I need, like on the game and I'm at level one hundred and I have all the other trophies, is I just like play one of the modes that like doesn't give a game over if you like reach the top for your pieces, and I just press the button. Yeah. Uh, I, like I just I just press the buttons. I don't even look at the screen. I've been reading like um I've been reading uh, a dance with dragons just while I'm pressing the buttons and it just like and like oh, 15 20 minutes have passed by and I read a chapter. So uh and now I have like a couple thousand more rotations. I didn't even like look at the screen for it. So I've been like trying to do that as like some weird multitask. Like, okay, it's not really like, that much of a multitask because I'm just pressing buttons. I'm not like thinking about it. And it's not like I'm really doing anything more productive, I guess, since it's not, it's not a skill based thing to just press the buttons um, to no end. But yeah. I, I guess end, but it's like 60 or 600,000 uh, button presses away. Right. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been thinking of like watching some movies on HBO Max on my phone, but I haven't actually done that yet. So uh, that that's how those two little act. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's probably it's one of the games I've like invested the most time in more recently, and I, I don't 
I can't entirely say it's for a good reason, just because uh, getting the Ultra and Sprint SS ranks took so much time that like I was legitimately like trying a couple hours every day and I would like wake up and I'd be like, ooh, I, ha I have this new idea of how these pieces can connect so I can get some more like points uh, in a certain way if I can arrange them. And then I play it and then I had to like stop myself from playing it multiple days because I was just like, okay, I've been spending too much time on this. And I knew I wasn't going to like not think about it until I did it. So like a week or so ago, I finally did it and I haven't been thinking about it as much. So like sometimes I'll go in and I'll like press the buttons while I'm reading something. It, like it was probably like the first time in a game I was like truly had like an addiction. Like I need to get this part of this game done or I just can't stop thinking about it. Right. And it, it, it's not really healthy. And usually I control myself with that much better. But for that one game, it's just like I, I just couldn't not think about it and uh I, I wouldn't recommend trying it unless you just like have a lot of time and a lot of tetris skill there yeah i mean uh, it, it's a lot to do for sure but like i mean if you're really into tetris then it's definitely achievable yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't even, like, that into Tetris when I started. I was like, huh, okay, I guess I'm not really into Tetris, but it sounds interesting. At that point, when I started playing it, I knew there was a difficult, like, platinum trophy. I was like, okay, I probably won't get it. I'll just try what I can. And then by the time I felt done, I was like, you know, I'm pretty close. I could probably do it now. And then uh, dozens of hours passed and... Uh, and well, here I am, not even halfway to the rotation amount that I need. Well, you just gotta push faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll try. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about that. I've done 81 hours worth. I didn't think about it. <laughs> I guess if you like, uh, were to find some controller that uh, let you turn on turbo, that might work. But I don't yeah, know how many I of those controllers still exist. Well, I, I've thought about that, but at the same time, I can only really use like PlayStation 4 and 5 controllers on the PlayStation 5. And I don't want to like spend money on a special controller just to have a turbo button for it. I like, I, okay, also the way I look at it, I've already spent like a total of over like like almost three and a half days worth of time invested on it like just with my own hands on the controller i might as well just finish out what i've already done with it Fair and enough. not and like i've come so far with it like like I've, I've done too much to just not just finish how i've already been doing it so right yeah that's my thoughts on it yeah um, i i think you probably got this it it'll only take another hundred hours <laughs> yeah, like, I know it's not hard. Like, I know exactly what to do. Like, it, it's just a matter of time. So, yeah, I, as long as I have something to read or watch it while I'm doing it, it's uh, I'll get it probably maybe by the end of September, October. I don't, I don't really know. Oh, OK, if I get the Steam Deck uh, soon, then I'm probably not going to get it done by the end of September, October. Yeah. But uh, but I'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Just uh, if you're watching for your steam deck just make sure you're checking your email because uh <laughs> yeah yeah i've been checking uh i know it's supposed to be on like each monday and like every thursday and i've been checking like my email like not just for that specifically but like enough so that i wouldn't miss it so right uh, i'm sure i won't miss it uh, for the listeners who don't know once you get the email saying yo what up idiot it's ready you have like three days to respond to it so like like I'm not gonna miss it, I don't think, just because I I check more than once a day, for like other reasons, and so of course I'm going to see it within that time period. Yeah, uh, they give you a little bit of leeway on it. Like if you missed your three days because you like didn't see the email or something, it went in your spam filter or whatever, uh, then they, if you just contact Steam support. Uh, it seems like they pretty much always will just be like, okay, yeah, here, whatever, go ahead. Uh, just put in your money. That's um, good to know. Yeah. So that helps. Um, and uh, what I did when 
I was waiting for my email was uh, make sure I already had the money on my account. Uh, oh yeah. So like it was just already in my Steam wallet, just waiting uh, for the email to come. Oh out. oh, I didn't know that's how you meant it. Oh yeah yeah, just like uh, put it all in uh, my Steam account uh, just so uh, I don't have to use my card. I just have the money there ready uh, ahead of time. Um, just, you know, so I can budget it a little better. Um, just over time, put uh, money in my account. But yeah, uh, because you got to have your payment ready when that email comes. And don't want it to uh, hit you when you're not looking. Yeah, if that happens, I somehow miss it. Like I'm just gonna play Tetris Effect, and I'm just I'm just not gonna stop, just so I can have something to distract me from my tears a little bit. Fair enough. That's that's probably uh, that's probably the right thing to do in that situation. Yeah, I, then I'd lose out on my five dollars for the uh, for the reservation, and, and like I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. Just suffer. Nah, I think that's a good idea. I'll I'll go do that. Yeah. I'll do it even if even if I get the Steam Deck, I'll still just suffer. Hey, well, you know, got to do something. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Tetris Effect Connect on the Steam Deck, and then I'll just I'll just do it that way. I actually, like, I was curious since I just thought about this. Can you use any other controllers on the Steam Deck, like wirelessly, or is there like a wired way to do it? Uh, you can do both. Um, if you have a wireless controller, you can just connect it via Bluetooth. Um, or if it's a wired controller and it can plug into USB, then, um, as long as you have, like, a USB-C hub that you can just plug into the deck, um, then, uh, you can just, uh, plug whatever other devices, uh, you want into the hub, and it should work fine, uh, cause the Steam's controller support is pretty good, um, they've made pretty comprehensive uh, controller layouts and uh, PC support for like basically any controller you can think of uh, so it's it works pretty well um, especially if you're like wanting to output it to a TV or something and you don't want to use the built-in controller Okay, I just kind of thought about that since uh, I know I have a few other controllers and I haven't like seen that kind of like port on the system myself, so I didn't know how that worked, if at all. Right. But that's good to know. Oh. Yeah, all right. it, it's pretty nice. Uh, indeed. Let's see, there was one other thing that I was like planning on talking about, but I was kind of curious, like since I did a lot of talking with like the Tetris Effect thing, did you have any specific thing you wanted to talk about? Like not even like gaming related necessarily, something on your mind perhaps? Uh, not really, I'm kind of just uh, rolling with it here. Okay, um, well in that case, I did have like a, am I allowed to like ask about your YouTube channel at all? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's not much to ask about at this point. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was kind of curious. Like, I, I know you said, like, you didn't, or, like, you haven't uploaded in a few years now. Yeah. Um, I, I guess if I remember correctly, it, it's been a long time since I've seen any of your videos, admittedly, so I don't fully remember. I know you did this, like, review of uh, uh, Snatcher for the Sega CD. Yeah. Uh, as part of your, like, cyberpunk reviews kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. It, I know you did some sort of like teaser for that afterwards. Uh, is there any like reasoning of like like if you had like a game in mind that you're gonna do beforehand, or any, like reason why you hadn't continued that or something like that? Yeah, so I did want to make cyberpunk reviews into a series um, where like I would just talk about uh, cyberpunk games and like uh, kind of make it into a uh, half short film half game review thing um and the video that i had for the second uh episode was entirely filmed like it's uh all of the filming was completed for it in 2016 um but 
editing takes a long time and if you're not uh completely committed to it and uh you don't have a ton of time then uh it can kind of mess things up a little bit um so i never ended up releasing that video uh but yeah the game it was supposed to be about was um omicron the nomad soul uh oh okay yeah uh and honestly i'd still like to release that video at some point but uh i can't say when or if that is actually going to happen uh because i did put a lot of work into making it happen and honestly i thought it was better than the first one um there was a lot to it we like um talked to the owner of this big building in uh the city i live in and uh the, it was uh under construction on a few floors so we got to use some of the under construction parts for filming and like did a chase scene uh through uh like uh, some of the uh not completed parts and like this interrogation scene and uh a bunch of stuff like that um and i don't think uh the game itself lent as much to the story as snatcher did for the first video so i felt like i had to put a lot more effort into the other parts of the video but um it it could have been pretty damn good if i had actually finished it um yeah it that's something that i think about all the time and want to get back to uh someday but there's just i don't have the time uh hey you, you had 51 minutes and 45 seconds worth of this podcast so far and you chose to do this instead of that yeah exactly there you go i i guess i can't really blame you since i was the one who asked you to be on and then <laughs> and now i'm criticizing you for choosing that yeah no no i'm not really criticizing you but but no that uh sounds like an interesting kind of thing i mean um it, it is kind of interesting listening to you say that when like obviously it's not released so we, we don't have like an idea of what it would have been like mm. i guess if you, if you get what i mean yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of interesting to just like imagine so it's like i, I don't I think I've probably been to the area where you live, like not your specific, like where you live exactly, but like in the general town area, like maybe twice. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know what like building you were at. So like, I can't envision that very well, mm -hmm. but uh, you no, know, I think that would be interesting. And I say that as someone who has no involvement with the video and thus I would not have to do any of the effort to actually release that. So. I'm a little bit biased on my thoughts about that. Right. But yeah, I mean, it Yeah, there's not a ton to say about it because obviously it it's never got released. Uh but yeah, it it could have been pretty good. Um someday it still might be. Uh we'll see if that ever happens. I haven't worked on it in I think 3 years. Uh so there might not be much i can really uh, uh say about it at this point since it's been so long since i've even looked at it that's all right we'll just have the listeners uh do a hashtag release the omicron cut online and then we'll just pressure you into releasing it until you just can't take it and then uh, like just non-stop edit for days on end just to get it out that's what i did with the first one i like uh oh, really? for like two weeks straight i was recovering from surgery right after um i got uh right after we finished filming the video um like <laughs> we uh we were like down to the wire because um the filming for the first video uh took a few weeks and it uh i had the, the surgery scheduled for like i think the 23rd of december or something uh 
and no, it was, it was a little earlier than that. Uh, and, uh, we were filming up until like the 22nd. Um, and after that, I just spent every day while I was recovering, sitting at my computer and just, um, editing nonstop, uh, day in and day out and um eventually finished it on new year's eve and uploaded it the next day um so it came out january 1st 2016 and it took a lot of work uh for something that probably looked like it didn't but (laughs) um i don't know there there were a lot of small details in there like um just using the rotoscope tool in after effects to uh cut things out behind me like if i'm uh because i had the game footage projected on the windshield in front of me but it wasn't actually there obviously i just edited that in um so like there's this one shot in particular um where I had the camera person sitting in the back seat and uh, like facing uh, forward towards me and the windshield while I'm in the driver's seat. And I turn around from the driver's seat and look at the camera, but that covers the game footage. So I like had to mask out uh, individually frame by frame uh, to make sure that I was like properly covering the uh, screen uh, that was being projected on the windshield um, and not make it look fake as hell uh, and that alone I think took me like half a day um, just cause dedication like, yeah I it, had to be i wanted it to be perfect and it's not like i had a lot else to do at the time um i was kind of using that uh video to really learn how to use after effects and premiere um so you know that's a lot of what i was doing just a big part of that was watching youtube tutorials on after effects uh and just following along with them to try and get all of the effects that I wanted um yeah it it took time and I I would imagine so yeah and for the second video which was going to be uh quite a bit more involved it eventually got uh, a little too heavy for just me to be handling it alone So that's pretty much what happened with episode two. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see. That is that is pretty insightful. I never really like thought about that. And uh, like, it's been a while since I've watched the video. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just remember around the time I watched the video was like a unique circumstance for me. Um, I I had this like rat issue where I live, and I had to like uh, for a few days like not be where I am now just because there are like rats in the house mm-hmm. and it, it made it a bit of a problem because they're not supposed to be there they just kind of like came from some sort of hole that wasn't there prior and it just happened to be around that time period so um, I just remember watching the video not where I usually would be just because of that um, which obviously has nothing to do with the video besides just it was around the same time but I guess that video just kind of means something different to me. Not like a sentimental, like it means so much to me because I watched it when the rats were around. <laughs> um, but, but just because of the timing. Yeah, it's the rat video. <laughs> well, for me, it's the rat video, I guess. For you, it's the snat yeah. video. Yeah. I can't think of a way to like organically rhyme that. Um, yeah, no. th- there was like, there was like one more thing I was like interested in, like more in regards to like the game rather than the um, the video itself. Um, 
If you don't mind me asking, I know that uh, Snatcher for the Sega CD is uh, the only like official English release of the game in North America, or well, well, like English release anywhere, really. I guess. Yeah. Um, how did you like get like how did you get a hold of a copy yourself? I didn't. <laughs> it was oh the uh, the. Uh, one I was holding in the video was a fake. Uh, oh, okay. It, I just um, printed out a uh, Snatcher cover for a DVD case um, online, and then um, there was this um, scumbag on eBay who sells these um, reproduction uh, discs that are basically just uh, blank CDs with uh, game art on them to make them look like they're legit games, but they're not. Um, and in most cases, I would say never buy from guys like that because um, they're just enabling people who make uh, bootleg games and uh, are just, uh, you know, burning games to those discs and selling them for high prices because like snatcher is a several hundred dollar game that's yeah i'm looking online and there's like a version with just like in a disc not even the original sega cd one just like with a blank case it's like eight hundred dollars yeah it, it's expensive uh there was no way i was going to be able to get a copy of that um so yeah that that was entirely fake uh i just uh, got it for the video because I felt like it would make it look better uh, to actually be holding it. Um, that That's pretty much it. Uh, okay. Yeah, all the footage was just recorded from an emulator. Okay, that, that's probably like the best like, cost-effective way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, I would I would imagine that would be pretty pretty weird how it hasn't been released in any like other method um I, do you know if the steam deck handles sega cd emulation well like like could it run that reasonably i haven't tried but i've heard that it handles it fine um okay i've tried on my laptop with that game but i just haven't gotten it to work properly i gotcha yeah there's um i guess it depends on which emulator you're using um, I can never remember the one that, uh, comes built in with, um, the Steam version of RetroArch, but it's, uh, I don't know. It, any Genesis games I've tried have worked fine, um, and, um, Sega CD I haven't tried, but I'm pretty sure they work, uh, just based on what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, if you ever do figure that out, just, uh, well, I guess I might be able to figure out once I get it at some point. But that would be interesting to know. Then I could finally play it without spending um, hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on it. Right, yeah. Uh, the, I think the way I did it was um, just like by hacking a Wii and uh, just running it on that uh, through the. Uh, you know, there's, um, you can like just put ROMs onto a Wii and it treats them like it would any other like retro game that you got off of the Wii Shop channel. Um, I see. Yeah. So that's how I did it, I'm pretty sure, at least. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, if you ever watched that video of yours, uh, the, the game. The game case is fake. He's a faker. I'm a uh, don't watch his videos. <laughs> I'm a... No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all there is to say about uh, those videos, as far as I can think of, anyway. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other like questions I have about it. Um, that, that was just like mainly the thing I had in mind because I knew that there was like that a little bit of video that you had uploaded, but like not the full release for the Omicron Nomad Soul game. So that was my only real question about that. Mm -hmm. um, we are kind of getting like to the past the hour mark, so we're probably going to end it soon. 
Um, do you want to plug any sort of YouTube or Twitch channels or anything or any other topics, or is that uh, is that going to be it? Um, well, there is uh, not much. I mean, my YouTube channel, if I ever upload again, is uh, Chimera Reviews, and my Twitch channel is... Um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, yeah, it, it is also Chimera Reviews. Uh, so if... Anybody wants to watch my charity stream uh, in October, or no, not October, November, uh, you can uh, find me there. You can follow me on Twitter to get any updates about that uh, at Chimera Reviewer. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, I know I've been a part of the uh, the stream for uh, a couple of years now, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. And it, it's been pretty fun, um, although there is one thing I do want to mention for the last one. I didn't realize it when it was happening. We were playing like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I realized that after a little while, it, uh, it stopped recording the video uh, oh, for geez. that game. I, I like I didn't I, I kind of like went to sleep or something after that, and then I saw it was like uh, like maybe 10 to 15 minutes into the game so uh if if you go on to that expecting castlevania symphony of the night video because i know that's everyone's first thought when uh you heard those plugs for the twitch uh streams oh for sure uh <laughs> yeah of course uh just just, just know that I, I know with like other games it didn't happen like that not that i'd seen at least mm -hmm. so i know that's a few months away still but yeah that's a uh, That'll be pretty good. I'll probably make some sort of note of, of it on a future um, podcast episode closer to the one that happens. But I think that's all I was going to mention. Uh, well, I mean, there was other stuff I was thinking of talking about, but we've already been going for over an hour. And uh, and I, I kind of like to do a little bit else now. So I think that'll do it for today's episode. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Well, thank you for being on. It was a fun time, as it typically is on here. Yeah, absolutely. Glad I could be on finally. Oh, yeah. I will probably, I mean, you can probably be on again another time if you want. Uh, maybe around the November time when you're doing the stream sometime beforehand. I don't know. Regardless, uh, that'll be it for the episode. So, uh, um, enjoy your day night evening or or don't i'm not the boss of you um listeners so that'll do it all right see everybody oh yeah <laughs>